But I totally agree. He is filled with uh, a demon. If, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, you're listening to the Mike Thacker Show where you know we like to talk about people, profit, and purpose. But today we're actually talking about something slightly different. There might be a little bit of people in there and there might be a little bit of purpose in there. A whole lot of fun. But yes, there is also going to be a little bit of magic in there. So if you are listening to this on the audio and not on the YouTube channel, which apparently is pretty much all of you because like three people watch them when I put them on YouTube, that's okay. Uh, you won't get to see all the awesome magic stuff that Taylor is doing right now in the background while I'm doing the intro, trying to distract us. So it's your <laughs> last see, there's, there's a helicopter here. And right. Then, oh. I've seen that one. I, I know what's coming next. Yeah. Do, 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 do the it? listeners know that you have your son, Zach, is a budding magician? Um, well, apparently they, they, they may now, but no, I don't no, think they, don't. they did beforehand. He can be our next guest. I just try not to even... <laughs> you know, talk about the kids at all. So they think I'm childless and you just, you just broke the news <laughs> to everybody that I've got a child, you know, let alone that he wants to be a magician. So <laughs> oh boy, big shoes to fill. I'll, I'll add that to the off limits conversation list. I'm starting. No. Yes. He wants to quit school and go to magic school instead right now. <laughs> there is no school for magic. You just get in trouble in school for magic. That's uh. yeah. Well, we won't, we won't tell him that. <laughs> So, so Taylor, we always start off with a few icebreaker questions. Okay. Nice and easy. No overthinking. Like there's no ice left to break though. Well, can, can you just humor me for Sorry. a second? Yeah. I'm just saying we've got this going already. Okay. But the listeners might not have, okay. we, we, okay. we do I, this I thing called editing. So, so we're going to ask you five questions and okay. we're not going to judge you by the answers. <laughs> Um, I, but the episodes do tend to get a little shorter if we don't like the answers. So I'm just, I'm just warning you right now. That's how we roll down here in Houston, Texas. Let's do it. No, Let's it's do not. It. Okay. Number one, favorite food. Probably sushi. Ooh. I never, okay. I never liked sushi till a couple of years ago and boom, now I'm like, I'm all in on the sushi. I think that's the first time. We've I can, yeah, sushi. it is. I can, I can do with that. Favorite book in the past year. Um, is it, can it be a magic book? It can be anything you want if it's a book. Uh, favorite book in the past year is a book called The Darkest Corners by a guy named Ben Hart out of the UK. He's a magician. Oh, uh, I know Ben Hart. He was on the Brain's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was the guy, right? Yeah, he's the guy, yeah. See? Um, yeah, brilliant book because it's not just, uh, it's not just uh, magic. It's a lot of theory and stuff like that. What What is your favorite movie ever? And hopefully you'll still be there to answer. <laughs> My favorite movie ever is Back to the Future. Okay, now we're talking. All right, yeah. Taylor is in is in the club right well, now. Which one though? Oh yeah, which one? The, the first one. I love the trilogy. I mean, you can't beat the first one. First one's amazing, you know. Second one's really awesome, but there's no oh. two without one, you know. See, you lost me on two. Yeah, like, we didn't like. I kind of I kind of lose it on two, three. I actually three. enjoy more than one. You like, you like the old west one. I do. I actually yeah. just put a, a new bit. I'm working on a new bit in the show that's all about Back to the Future, and I'm loving it so much because I just geek out talking about it. Like, Well, I figured with a folks capacitor on the stage that you probably had a Back to the Future connection somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, if you think about it, it is the greatest movie. It's hard I, to describe because you sound crazy claiming it's your favorite movie. Oh, I don't like, know. Like a young guy whose best friend's an old man. The old man asks the young guy to meet him at the mall at 1 a.m. It's not creepy. 
He just wants to do science experiments on his dog using a DeLorean that's a time machine fueled by plutonium he stole from Terrace. Typical high school movie, you know? And don't forget the incest, you know, because apparently Disney yeah. rejected the movie over the incest. They did? Yeah, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's actual incest. No, there is. But the suggestion of it. It's his mother just asking him to go to prom. <laughs> she right. doesn't know any better. But she's still his mother, and it still freaked Disney out, apparently. From yeah. from what I understand, me and Walt obviously had a conversation <laughs> about it. Right, but but Disney doesn't like that. But the first scene of every Disney movie is murdering the parents. So, yes, yeah, choose, choose your poison. <laughs> I guess there are some inconsistencies this in the, a very rapid yeah. fire in the land of question. mice. Okay, number four. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do ever, other than hang out on the Mike Thacker show? I mean, obviously, like spending time with the family. We got a cool family. I got cool kids. We go camping all the time. I love camping. We got a vintage, a vintage trailer, like this little 1966 canned ham trailer that we pull, and it's great. Let's go do all the things. So we're not talking camping in a tent. No, here. no, no. Like, no. Okay. I've done a lot of that, but it, but I, I just turned 40, and I said I'm done. I'm done with camping. I never have to go in the ocean again. I'll be fine with that. I like to look at snow. Don't want to shovel it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the water, to be fair, but I don't like the sand, so I can't get to the water. <laughs> That's true. I'm a lake guy. We, we like to ski, so yeah. I love going to lakes. Okay. But uh, yeah, ocean. I just feel like the ocean is repeatedly trying, trying to kill me while I'm in there. I feel <laughs> like. Here. Yeah. <sighs> it could be a conspiracy with, um, with Walt Disney. It could be. He, the, heard, he heard about our theories surrounding Back to the Future. I mean, you know, you put a thing on the TV. Nobody died at the beginning of it. He's right. thinking, you know, you're not following the formula. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five, best single piece of advice you've ever been given other than recharge your batteries. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Pull it. Um, uh, take what you do seriously, but don't ever take yourself seriously. That's, okay. That's the big one for me. We will put that in the show notes. So if you are driving, don't panic. We don't need to repeat it. It'll be there for you later. So Taylor, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for we having me. We obviously met recently. I have lots of new friends apparently. And, uh, <laughs> and I just try and hawk them all to get them on the show because that's how sad I am. So, that's you know. Not you. That is not you. That, you. He does not do that. He could do that more. Well, Taylor's here. He's a, he's a quiet boy, really. He's kind of proven the concept. I mean, yeah, but and let's just say not to offend anyone that might be listening, but you don't have everybody you meet on the show. Okay, no, that's that, that's true. Yes, I don't have everybody I meet on the show, but 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 you're on the show, Taylor, and, and you're a fun guy, and you do magic, and you tell stories, and um, and I met you, um, you know, at an event recently that I was at. So, I guess tell us in sixty seconds. You meet someone at Starbucks, and you say, "Hi, my name's Taylor. I." Uh, hi, my name is Taylor, and I'm obsessed with helping people chase wonder. So I fell in love with magic when I was seven years old. I never saw anything like it. And ever since then, I've been trying to recreate that moment and get to see other people experience wonder. Um, and I think magic's a great metaphor for life because I think life is amazing and wonderful. And when you see something like a card trick that you can't explain, it opens you up to maybe there's other things out there we don't understand and uh yeah so that's how i spend my time awesome awesome so taylor why magic why wonder like what happened in life to make you think this is what i could do with myself 
Well, yeah, it's funny. I had a mentor uh, when I was young, and she she and, and her husband were magicians. And she always told us, you know, a group of young men and women who got together and learned about magic in, in Hollywood. And she said, uh, she's like, just know there's something broken about you all. <laughs> she said, you know, the number one fear of most people is public speaking, and your number one joy is getting in front of people. And um, And for me, you know, magic was the way for me to have something to say and be able to talk to people that I was uncomfortable, you know, I may not be comfortable at a party, but when I was a little kid, I don't do this now, but when I was a little kid, if I had a, a card trick or, you know, could make a coin vanish or something like that, it, it gave me the confidence to get in front of people and speak. So, um, I just, I just love magic. I think it's a great metaphor. It crosses language barriers. Everyone everywhere has seen a magic trick. Yeah. I just think it's a great tool to be able to talk about other stuff that's important. What's the other stuff? Oh my goodness. The <laughs> world is amazing and we're flying through space and no one's talking about it. Like, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I just think I, I, a couple years ago, my wife challenged me with something because in my shows, I would just do a lot of comedy and magic. But then, you know, when we're hanging out with friends, I would like to tell stories and share moments that kind of were were shifts in my direction in life and things like that and she's like you're a storyteller but you don't ever tell stories on stage and after that moment i stopped going okay what trick do i want to put in the show and i started going what do i want to say mm -hmm. and then would just design everything around what is what is the moment or the experience i want people to have um so yeah i love i love creating those moments i love doing a show where people laugh uh, and you know, sometimes their face hurts cause we create a fun moment together. Uh, but then they leave and they might go, I should probably call my dad, you know? So that's, it's not always that way, but when it's there, that's, that's the best for me. That's the, that's the kind of vibe I want to create. So entertaining and challenging, but in a fun yeah. way. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's effective, right? Cause obviously I've, I've, I've seen some of the stuff you've done and you know, we were chewing the fat here before the, the mic went hot, I think. And yeah, I know you've got a thing out on iTunes now and Amazon and uh, you can you can obviously go out and rent it or buy it so you can see Taylor in action. And um, and we watched it this weekend and it was, you know, I think it did a great job of capturing what I saw in person, you know, at, at the event that I um, that I met you at. And and it is different. I mean, we've seen quite a few magic acts actually over the years, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know that any of them have really had any element of depth or meaning to them. It's really just been about the show, about the illusion or you know moving from one piece to the next if you're david copperfield as fast as you can because you want to get the next crew in <laughs> and um you know that was that was an interesting show but it was it was fun nevertheless just a little quicker than i would have liked but um but no i mean it, it works and, and you knock it out and you know i think what's fascinating for me i mean obviously I, I i've been a speaker i used to be a preacher and uh you know maybe maybe one day i'll do it again but you know when you're talking to people or when you're engaging people for me, it was more the serious stuff. I'm talking doctrine. I'm talking theology. I'm talking about, right. you know, deep things. And and sometimes that's hard to hold attention. Right. Whereas I think what you've got there from, from what I observed is a really interesting mechanism where you can keep that attention span and you can keep that engagement because, you know, even if you do do a trick, it only lasts for a small amount of time. So even if somebody zones out and flakes out, you, you, you've got an opportunity to get them back in when it changes gears to the next thing or the next story. And I think that's, that's a really great communicative tool that a lot of people don't have in public speaking because we're not cracking jokes. So we haven't got the humor element. 
or we, you right. know, we're not using a lot of different props. So we can't, we can't break it up into segments. And, and obviously that's how the human brain is trained nowadays with commercials and everything else. So it's um, right. apparently I need to learn how to retrain myself to speak, just listening to the counseling <laughs> session we're having right now. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. I love you need it. to get yourself uh, some props. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get you a little act, but we get a little suitcase with a bunch of props in it. Just don't give me a Rubik's cube because I could never do it when I was little and I'll be the guy peeling the stickers off. Yeah, right? that was yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah, well, I like, you know, you saw the special and it, and there's a routine in there that I came up with strictly because I've seen so many guys solve a Rubik's cube on stage. They'd be like, look, I'm going to solve this Rubik's cube. Then they do it and then they do something magical with it. You know, it would match another Rubik's cube. But I would think like, well, the minute you show me you can solve it, it's not magic anymore. It's just, <laughs> you know, a skill that you learn. And uh, and so, yeah, I that kind of reverse engineered that from going like, well, what if you just never could solve it and something cool could still happen? So, right. but yeah, I know that's cool. Yeah, I told you I'm a nerd. I'll just talk about this stuff. It's all right. I'm thinking I'm thinking I need to get one of those Rubik's cubes in a in a bottle and just have it on one of my little cubbies here behind me. Just I got look, you, buddy. We're pretty next one. to Superman over there. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, get you one. We'll copy. put it there, yeah. You see the subliminal message, <laughs> and yet nobody nobody yeah. says Superman is the favorite movie. <laughs> is Superman your favorite movie? Well, I'm, I'm just saying he's the only one on the shelf. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I want to know why you love Superman. You, you got to sell me on Superman. Uh, it's probably because I was a young kid. I mean, it, you know, what was it? Late seventies. I was born in 74. So, right. you know, for me, just the idea of someone flying, you know, being oh, invincible. Yeah. And obviously yeah. I know there's a lot of spiritual, you know, connotations to it, but at eight years old, I didn't know any of that. I just right. saw a guy in, you know, blue and red flying through the air and just doing whatever one. I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. I could, I could, I can roll with that, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. My uh, my daughter this year has gotten way into Marvel. I know Superman's oh. DC. Okay. But uh, we've gone pretty deep into Marvel. Our we we like both. We like both. We're okay. Yeah. yeah, but Chloe is obsessed, our daughter. Yeah. Our, our right, discussion like the other day was about Superman, though, because we felt like uh, he's too perfect. Well, that's what everybody says, right? That's the problem. Right? I mean, the greatest superhero, because, yeah, good yeah. guy. I know. He is. See, I, and I love Batman, and he's got no powers. He just gets money and right. <laughs> so, so have you watched the new Snyder cut? Just to take a time out here, um, they made a four-hour version of the Justice League movie. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, dude. Is it good? I watched it twice. Wow. Yeah, in the same week. <laughs> yeah. In this it was it was exceptionally good. I did not watch the black and white. I'm not that hardcore. Okay, I watched it in color both times, but yeah, it might be it might be the greatest superhero movie I've ever watched out of all of them, <laughs> all the Marvels, all of them. Man, that boy nailed it. I mean, absolutely. Uh, but you've got to like slow motion because if okay. you don't, lots of slow motion. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, this is Zack Snyder. Every every scene. Is slow mo like the, mo the movie was unusual. actually thirty minutes before they did the slow mo. That's, that's exactly how we got here. Yes, yeah. It was unusual to see a real time speed because there was so much slow mo. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Listen, it's the important things in life. Okay. Let's it get is. Back on track. Okay. So we're so we're out and about. We're we're encouraging people. We're inspiring them to think about wonderful things. And obviously, you're a man of faith. 
you know, where does that, where does that come out in the show? Or, you know, how do you think about things like that? So obviously I say, obviously, for those of you that don't know, you know, Taylor goes to speak at corporate events and business events. It's not just magic shows. And so a lot of those clients aren't booking you because they want you to come and talk about Jesus. But obviously you're a guy that, that does think about Jesus. So how do you balance that? Like, how do you figure that out in your business? Cause we're a show that talks about faith and business and some of our listeners may wrestle with the same things. Yeah. So I spent, uh, it's a, I've kind of an interesting journey into entertainment. I spent 13 years on staff at a church as a children's and youth and family pastor. Okay. Um, I was a kid's pastor. So, were you? Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Well, I'm sure we could swap stories, like some amazing, some terrifying. <laughs> they're, they're better than youth and they're a whole lot better than adults. What was that? I said they're better than youth and a whole lot better than adults. So I'll take the kids. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I worked with junior hires for years and I said, if you want to learn how to speak to anybody, speak to a room of junior hires. If you can do that, you can talk to anyone. Grownups are nothing. It's no big deal talking to grownups. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, when I was a kid, I fell in love with magic and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Like it's all I ever wanted to do. And then, you know, growing up, I got involved in church, youth group and, you know, junior leadership and things like that. And then before I knew it, they were like, oh, we need someone to help lead this small group. Okay. Oh, we need someone to help run the junior high group. Okay. You know, and then eventually before I knew it, I was like on staff and like overseeing the children's ministry and the youth ministry. And it was one of those things where I always was like, okay, I know this is a season, but I know ultimately I felt like my calling was entertainment. And so after 13 years, I finally said, okay, well, I, I, think, I think this is the time. And uh, we took the leap into doing what we do now. And so it's interesting. I've, I'm, I'm a forever encourager and I can't, I can't help it. It just comes out. And... Um, and I also, I really, I feel like if you're ever given a microphone, you should use that opportunity to build others up and encourage people and make a difference. And so even though my shows don't ever mention, you know, my past experience or, you know, I don't say Jesus on stage when I'm at corporate events, but, you know, it's just so much of how I grew up and who I am. And I don't know, it's amazing to me. I'll, I'll be doing a a comedy club and afterwards someone come up and go like, Oh my goodness. Thank you. I needed to hear that message today. And I'm like, it's just doing, just doing a thing with a Rubik's cube, like, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I think it's just because I, I try to approach everything with an intent and purpose and make sure that, you know, you're leaving the room a little better than you found it. Um, right. trying to, trying to give people something more than what they came out for. So, so when you were starting out, you know, whenever kids announced to their parents, and you may have been more of a young adult when you really got serious, but oftentimes parents or people or family members will say, oh, you can't, you, you can't make a living doing that. Or, you, you know, you, you don't want to do that with, you know, it's sometimes it's a musician or an artist right. or an actor. And I guess magician probably falls into that category. So did you face any opposition? You know, I'm very, very lucky that my, my parents were anytime any of us, I, I grew up the only boy with seven sisters. Uh, we're a blended wow. family. So it was my sister and I. And then when my parents got remarried, they remarried folks that already had three daughters. So I became the only boy and all these girls. Um, but my parents were always pouring fuel on the fire of whatever we were excited about. My sister's into music and sings. And 
Um, you know, anytime we would show a spark of interest, they would drive me an hour to LA when we were a kid to go to the magic castle or to like a, you know, a, a, a magician's get together where I could learn some stuff. Right. And, you know, I have a, a point in the show. I talk about my parents bought me this little magic kit and right. I still have it. And I'm fascinated because they bought me that kit when I was seven. And essentially that magic kit has bought me everything we own today. Wow. So I think, I think it's a dangerous thing whenever we tell kids they can't do something and make a living at it. I think there's yeah. a lot of people who are terrible business people, but they were told that that's the only way to make a living. And so they started doing something they weren't passionate about. And um, I don't know, for me, I always, I always say, don't do it. Don't do anything for the money. But if you're passionate about it, it will work and the money will follow. You know, it, it'll be an interesting ride. Anyone who's an entrepreneur or a, a self-employed individual will tell you, you know, there's there's months where you make more money than you've ever seen in your life. And there's two or three months, you know, sometimes where there's nothing on the calendar. Right. It's, it's terrifying. Um, but I wouldn't I would not trade it for any other life. It is it is the absolute best way to go. I mean, I I love the fact that we get to pay our bills doing something that we love. And, you know, I remind myself of that every Tuesday when I'm in the fetal position because of how things may have gone on a phone. Call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such, that's such a, a great story. I love the, the approach to the children that your parents did for you. That's, that's really great. Yeah. You know, I think listening to you talk and listening to, I guess, the business side for a second here of, you know, the, yeah. the mechanics of doing this, right? Obviously you have to travel. You're on the road a lot, I'm assuming, because yep. nobody's coming to where you are. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. And, and you're right. There's a roller coaster ride. There's up and downs. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, right? I mean, for all yeah. intents and purposes, you're no different than any other entrepreneur. Your, your products is just you and, and obviously the, the show, but right. I think what I'm trying to drill down into a little bit as, as a creative entrepreneur like him, yeah. what you're selling is a little bit different. You know, one, it's a finite resource. You're very limited. You can't sell five of you in the same place at the same time. <laughs> And so, you know, I guess for supply and demand, that's going to affect pricing, which is something that we all struggle with in different ways. You know, we're, we're in between. We have a, a product that we have um, workspace. So I have a number of offices, but it's still finite. Once they're gone, they're gone. I can't just get another five of them. You know, I, I've got to go and build and it takes time and, and a whole lot of money. So, so you, so, you know, you, you've got this element of, of the business side of things. And then when you market yourself or when you, um, have to put yourself out there as a creative person. How have you approached that? So for example, let me ask this in a slightly different way. Cause I can see Linda just, you know, over <laughs> no, my I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You could have gone the route of, I'm going to go play comedy clubs and, and, and shows. Right. But you also go to corporates. Right. And I'm sure there's a business reason for that, but there's also a very different way. I'm assuming that you've got to engage with those folks, market to those yeah. folks. So how did you approach that? Like as a budding magician growing up, when did you have that realization that, Hey, if I'm really going to make this work, I can't just, you know, go down Venice beach and, you know, do tricks for, for dollar bills and a hat. Like I, I got to get serious and now I got to figure out how do I connect with that corporation? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs that's the holy grail, doing business with bigger companies. And, and we all struggle with the same thing. How do I find a way in? Yeah. Yeah, this, man, there's so much there. So I, when I first started, so I went full-time. I mean, we're talking, 
we're coming up on eight years is all that I've been doing this full time. Okay. Eight years ago, I quit my day job and I just started doing this. And at that time, I mean, it's, it's a longer story we can get into later, but there was a year, the last year that I was, that I was working, you know, where I was at, I, I felt like I need to focus and see if this is where I'm supposed to be, if I'm supposed to be doing something else. So I quit performing completely. Like I literally killed my magic career. I took down my website. I changed my phone number. I gave away six months worth of work to friends. I loaded up a trailer with all my equipment and I drove it to Fresno and told a buddy of mine, sell this for me. Like I went, I went all in. Cause I was like, I need to know if I'm going this route with my life or if I'm going that route. And I'll tell you this, when I was working at the church, you know, you know, it can, it's people don't, if you haven't worked in a church, you don't know that ministry is a challenging job, right? And it's very hard when you're in a high stress, challenging environment. And then on Friday night, you go to do a company party and you walk away with a fistful of cash and everyone applauds you. Right. It's really easy to like keep going just like from week to week. Mm -hmm. And so I said, no, I want to be all in where I'm at, see if that's the thing. And so once I said, I'm not performing, I, I didn't perform for an entire year and then quit my job and started doing this full time with nothing set up, <laughs> which is not what I would recommend. It's right. But all that said, when I first started wanting to get work, you know, I knew for me at the time, corporate entertainment was where we help us pay our bills. And I realized, you know, there's no way as a as an individual guy with, you know, my fledgling website, I'm going to keep up with the CEO of these massive corporations that are getting calls to book entertainers. So my my move was going, OK, there's about five or six agencies that are getting the calls all day long for entertainment. Right. I don't need every potential client to call me. I just need that agent to have me be the first person they call when they get the call. Right. And so I really, I spent a few years doing that in the corporate world of just connecting with agencies, getting a gig, doing a good job, sending them referrals, thanking them. And that's kind of how I built into doing the corporate stuff for, for a long while. And then after a while, I realized I had built a business model that wasn't gonna last because most performers in my industry, their business model is you don't have an audience of your own, so you wait for a company with an audience to hire you to perform for their people, right? And then I was watching all of my comedian friends traveling around the country doing nothing, making no money but building an audience, and then one day, boom, they're doing theaters. So a couple of years ago, I just switched everything to going like, now I just want to connect with, with people that might want to come see me do something. And so that's how we ended up making the special. Interesting. So, so when you're on the road, so, sorry, I don't know if that's too much. No, no, no. It's great. No, I mean, it's, I think that's the fascinating thing um, for me and, and hopefully for the folks listening, there's so many different ways that we make a living yeah. and, you know, you think entrepreneur, you think somebody who buys stuff and sells stuff, but there's so much more to that. And, and I think that's why we had so much fun with Kim on the show talking about writing books. I mean, again, right. she's making a living. She's, it's still a business. Yeah, and you still got to go and put it out there and connect with your customers and everything. You're doing the same thing again in the creative industry. One of our one of our earliest customers, in fact, I was chatting with him today. He popped by. Um, was a guy that used to sketch cars, oh, like that. Cool. That's all he did was sketch cars. 
And yeah. apparently he was very good at it. And um, I think Rolls Royce in Houston had him on, you know, retainer or whatever. So when you bought a new Rolls Royce, you got a, a sketch from, you know, from him. But um, it blew my mind. Like when we built the business, I never thought someone's going to take an office mm -hmm. who just sketches cars all day for a living. Like that, that just wasn't there at all. And I think maybe that was the first time I started to really think about the creative side a little bit more. I think, okay, hang on. There's a lot of folks out there doing creative things that, they can really make a living and, yeah. you know, and be happy and, and make it make a difference in, you know, in their part of the world. Well, this is what I love about what you talk about on the show and like the whole idea of like profit, but also purpose. And why are you doing what you're doing? Because, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I live in the world of creatives and right. most creatives do not have an entrepreneurial brain. They don't go, how <laughs> am I going to pay the bills and still do this? Right. But you have to have both. Like this last year, so in twenty in twenty nineteen, I did a hundred and twenty seven events in person. In twenty twenty, I did three. Oh wow! So I I had to very quickly shift my entire business model to being virtual. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, a lot of performers, a lot of creatives were like, "Ah, it's supposed to be in person. It's not the same." You're right. It's not the same, but for a year right. at least, this is how we're going to see people. And you know, I I quickly spent the money and the time to figure out how to do it, and we were able to to at the end of the year still on the books. We did what we did the year before, which is insane. Wow. But you have to be willing if you really are passionate about what you're doing. When the goalposts move, you have to be willing to go. Okay, we're going to pick up the ball and we're going to go here instead. And I think a lot of people are you know, are, are, I don't know if it's, it's, um, fear that they can't do it or, or that, you know, th that it's not possible. But the truth is it's, I mean, we live in an age where you can figure out how to do anything on YouTube. Right. Figure it out. <laughs> and Zach's magic. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Zach just showed me a trick and I was like, that's insane. I know, I know what he's doing, but still the fact that he's doing that at his age is brilliant, you know? Yeah. But well, I can't figure it out. He's, he's getting really good because it used to be where I was like, I could see what he was doing and I'd be like, oh, ooh. but now yeah. I'm genuinely like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he's getting better for sure. So so just before anybody listening thinks, yeah, 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 this is all nice. But the guy gets to go do like magic for a living. <laughs> so not including 2020, how many nights away from home in a typical year? On, on average, it's about 110 nights a year that I'm away from home. So almost a third of a year. Yeah. Fa favorite airline? Now it's Delta. Okay. Used, used to be Southwest. I'm actually flying Southwest again coming up here. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I realize all airlines are terrible unless you have some status. And as yeah. soon as you do, it's great. So, yeah. I'm like the lowest level. I'm like when they, you know, they let you board the plane, <laughs> like the last person before, you know, it's like decorated boy scouts, you know, <laughs> one with a, with a shiny quarter. And then, and then my group goes, but those of you with the polls come on in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know the feeling. And so speaking of being on the road, it sounds like you're going to be going on the road with um, another friend of ours, Bob Goff here in a couple of months. So tell us all about that. Yeah, it's so wild. So Bob just announced it today. So I guess we can talk about it. We're doing a two week bus tour. Uh, we're going to gonna go we're starting I think we're starting in Texas. Yes, we're going 
Go Texas. Through, uh, we're going through Oklahoma and Nashville and basically all over the, you know, southern United States over into the East Coast. I don't really know. Look, here's the deal. I'll be honest. When Bob says, do you want to go on a bus for <laughs> I said, yeah. And and I literally don't know any more details. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm super it's excited. Fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be Bob and myself and Megan Tibbetts, who you got to meet as well, and yeah. an amazing musician. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we're just gonna ride around. But Bob's just like, yeah, I think it'd be fun to like get a bus and like have bunk beds and just drive around <laughs> and you know go encourage people. So I'm like, yeah, I will. Bob knows uh -huh. this. I, I met him years ago on the road. We it was funny. His book, uh, Love Does. I was taking a group of college students through one back when I was doing youth ministry and I was reading this book and I'm like, something's different about this guy. I just, I can't figure it out. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I've spent years talking about what Jesus did and this guy is just trying to do it. And so that was part of what made me kind of move on from this, the position in life we were in and say, Hey, I want to try to do something, uh, try to do something different. And uh, when I first met Bob, I felt like I called my wife. I said, I feel like I just took my soul out for a banana split. Like it was just the <laughs> coolest thing. And so, uh, we would keep running into each other on the road. I'd be the MC and he'd be the keynote speaker or I'd be the magician and he'd be the keynote. And, uh, and he just knows, I just told him, Bob, if you're ever doing anything and I'm available, I I'm crashing the party. So it's, it's been awesome. Being, being friends with Bob is, is a cool deal. Well, I guess when when you hit Texas, then we'll uh, we'll come carry the bags for uh, you know for a few oh, hours yeah. at least. If you're on a bus, we might not be carrying them that far. But I'm gonna come by and have Zach teach me some stuff for the show. I got to go, go for the whole new hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get him. We'll get him put to work, and let's see what he can come up with. Right. Yeah, he's actually waiting on his um, sponge balls arriving. Oh, he wants yeah. to. He wants to learn sponge ball magic. That's his, Look, if his you ever need a resource, I am a nerd with this stuff. I, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll show you this because I'm a total nerd. Uh, this is great audio content, too, for people who aren't watching. <laughs> there's, there's a magician back in the early 1900s named Alexander, and he did this, like, mind-reading magic act where it wasn't really mind-reading. It was all magic. But um, anyway, he wrote this book that's been an elusive book in my life. I've been trying to find it. It's called The Life and Mysteries of the Celebrated Dr. Q., and he would hand print these books. I found one on eBay. So this oh, wow. is, let's see if my camera won't focus. Hold on. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. This is the book. Oh, I bought wow. this on eBay. The person didn't know what they had because it was not selling for what it should have sold for. But this is what I geeked out about when I opened it. Not That's second. his signature. <gasps> oh, wow. Isn't that cool? That's cool. So anyway. I'm really glad you found that. Oh, I bet you were like, yeah. I just want to prove how big of a nerd I am before the show's over. <laughs> well, I think I think you succeeded there, Taylor. I'm, oh, thank you. you know, you're thank welcome. You. Let, me, let me be the first to encourage on that one. <laughs> right, out, right out the gate. <laughs> so do you, do you ever do magic in churches then? I do. I do. Yeah, the last couple of years, about 80% of my time has been spent in corporate entertainment. So I do a lot of uh i do a lot of conferences and conventions i do a lot of emceeing and then um the other 20 percent is a mix of everything from theaters to churches to comedy clubs so yeah they don't cast the demons out of you for doing magic well, in church so that's why i ask because oh, yeah. 
go for it. Have a point. <laughs> Zach, Zach was told by someone that yeah. you shouldn't do magic because it's a. Oh, you're giving the enemy a foothold. That's what it. That's the exact yeah, word. I've heard and it. So Zach obviously came to ask us, and I was like, obviously we don't agree. Because sponge balls and the devil apparently <laughs> yeah. were both in my, Genesis. My, my whole theory is if if Satan is most concerned about where the Queen of Hearts is in a pack of cards. Uh, you know, I, 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 I understand where some people will, will have that kind of theology. I believe it's incorrect. <laughs> um, I mean, it's ultimately the, the, the oldest saying with magic is a magician is just an actor playing the part of a magician. Like we're obviously right. know it's pretend. Yeah. Um, but nobody gets mad at Tom Hanks when they're like, you weren't really on that island. You were pretending. <laughs> he, he wasn't? That's such it's just, a great. He's just doing a show, you know? <laughs> so I, I, that's always my thing. It's like, look, it's just, yeah, it's just pretend. Guess what? Most of life is pretend. Most of the time we pretend like we've got it all figured out and we know what's going on. Uh, we're just trying to give people a window into the fact that it's okay to not have all the answers and to, you know, not feel like you got to have all these solutions. But... Um, but I totally agree. He is uh, filled with uh, a demon. If I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously we, um, we we didn't we obviously he's still doing magic, so we don't buy into yeah, that either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I grew up. My grandma's church when I was growing up said the same thing. If you played an instrument, or you you know, or if during the singing time you had a guitar on stage, that was you know. That was the devil, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that kind of show, folks. So we'll, 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 we'll swiftly move on <laughs> if you're still with us. Did we lose our listener? I don't know. Our listener. <laughs> Maybe. Do mom turn off? Oh, I don't think mom listens. So I think <laughs> she gave up a long time ago. <laughs> When's the last one you listened to, Linda? I only listen to the ones with me on. <laughs> Amazing. Apparently, I'm the only listener then. <laughs> no, I, I used to listen to them all, but you do quite a lot now. And I have a you know, house to clean, children to feed, you know. Okay, may, may, may I continue? Or do you have anything else of quality that you would like to I thought that was pretty quality contribute? myself. Well, I love it. This is my favorite part of the show right here. Yeah, yeah. See, it will continue when the microphone talking. goes off. <laughs> it's good. It's like a sneak peek. So, so let's get deep for a second, Taylor, because we like deep questions as well. Now that we've established that Superman is the best movie of all time. <laughs> right. um, you know, when it's all over and you are on the beach with your mojito or you're six feet under, whichever way you want to think about it. I like to think about the beach. Kim yeah, apparently think, thinks I'll my screaming. <laughs> Actually, let's just, let's just sidetrack for a let's second because you know Kimberly Stewart, Mrs. Kimberly oh, yes. Stewart, the okay. author of a number of books. Kimberly Stewart is living under the demonic misguidance <laughs> of those church folk who do the magic stuff. And she thinks that the screaming emoji is not a happy emoji. She thinks. I, that, I, okay, heard, you, I heard this episode and I heard you talking about how you only use the screaming emoji. Always. It's happiness. Yeah, but I, okay. But you use it for everything. Taylor, it works. Try it, it just works. I, like, it used to annoy me that he did that, but then I was like, wait, that does seem quite appropriate. Right? Yeah. It yeah. I, I like that you only have one emoji. 
Yeah, you know. You try, go big or you go home, right? <laughs> try pass this driving test. Right? What do you want for dinner? <laughs> so good. I, I'm going to write a book, The Genius of the Screaming right. Emoji. Yeah, well, it saves time. I mean, Einstein used to wear the same outfit every day. That's just your version. You're just minimizing the time you got to think about emojis. Yeah, let's but, but, but it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work with the poop emoji. Like, let, let's be <laughs> let's be clear. No, it wouldn't. So anyway, about the mojito on the beach, or well, I was curious. I was beach. curious to put Taylor on the spot to see is he on Team Kimberly or Team oh. Mike right now? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't oh finish. my goodness, this is a tough one. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Kim. I think, <laughs> I think you've got some, I, I am starting to appreciate the one emoji just because look up until a few years ago, we spent zero time thinking about emojis and now right? the amount of time that I'm like, I don't know. Is it the winky face? Should it be right? a winky face? <laughs> or is it the half <laughs> winky face? Rude. Yeah. And then you kind of yeah. want to design a whole new one just to express your right? feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is such a thing as too much choice. Hey, if you don't believe me, go buy Rolls Royce. Yeah. You so know, you go in there and you say, I want a Rolls Royce Phantom. They don't say which one. There is only one. Okay. Just tell us what color you want it and pick your seats kind of a thing. I mean. So there is a choice then. You can choose your color. You just contradicted yourself. Okay. If you would, if you would like multicolored screaming emojis, I could live with that. I, I think you need that as merch for the show. I think you need the screaming emoji in like multicolored stickers. You heard it here I, first, I, folks. I think, I think you need a shirt, right? Right there. It's like happy, sad, angry, worried, concerned, joyful. And yes, and it's all the emojis. Emoji. Yeah. Oh, but he's going to want some. the same emoji, yeah. Okay. And I then in the corner, it can say design by Taylor. No, Taylor gets no credit. <laughs> yeah. We will re-edit the episode so that yeah. that's my voice saying that. Anyway, he's, he's dodging the fact that he's on Team Kimberly. Yeah, I think he's on Team Kimberly here. I, I think that's where, that's where we're going, folks. All right. You converted me, but it did take a while. It's okay. Kimberly's <laughs> dead to me now. So so back to the question then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the name again? No. Uh, um, when it's all over. <laughs> exactly. When it's all over, what's the one thing that you would like people to remember you for other than siding with the unnamed author whose name we shall never speak again? Really? <laughs> one thing I want to be known for. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think. Did you like, did you like how I came in with that? One emoji, one thing. There's a, there's a theme here. Yeah, I like it. It's like a, it's like the circle of life all in one. Yeah. <laughs> what do I want to be known for? I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've, the last couple of years have been a, a, a exercise in being present, you know, and being in the moment more. I think, I think as entrepreneurs and as creatives, we tend to always be thinking, I'll be happy when I get to that next place or when right. that thing happens or, you know, when we have, you know, five wor workspaces or whatever it is, you know, like there's always the, that's part of what gets us going is we, we think about what's next. And uh, for me, I'm just trying to be more present. So I think that'd be a good thing if people said like, hey, that guy was, you know, when he talked to you, he wasn't looking for who was more important in the room or mm -hmm. where he had to be next. My, uh, I, talk, I talk about it in the, the show that, that you guys watch, but my grandma was like that. I mean, she was just 
whoever whoever she was talking to was the most important person in the world and uh i just i'd like to be able to to be that so cool not, not the most important person but to you know yeah you made us feel like very important people today thank you yeah so then what's the one what's the one thing you leave to the world one what's piece of advice I, what's oh the one thing that i leave to the world hmm. what, would, what would you hope that you could leave behind advice though. yeah advice wise advice. like if you could speak to the world right now the entire world is listening to this podcast and you've got x seconds to give them one piece of advice what would it be screaming <laughs> stop, stop waiting to do the things you want to do stop like stop waiting stop making excuses yeah it might be hard but it's worth it go do the things you want to do and don't wait for permission for other people to tell you that it's okay or it's not silly go and do the thing and on the other side of doing the thing you'll find joy skydiving taylor said go ahead <laughs> i'm not jumping out of a plane don't worry i'll be on that beach <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Looking up and watching? With the mojito? No, I'm not oh. watching that. <laughs> <sighs> no, yeah, no. I'm not leaving the mojito. That will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I actually don't like mojito. Well, I do, but not as much margarita. You, can, margarita. you can have a margarita, That's okay. maybe. Is That's okay. Yeah, we're in Texas, so I'll do the margarita thing. That's yeah, they're everywhere in Texas, aren't they? Yeah, Reese's are a thing over here. The frozen margarita, you know what is the thing here, which I don't know if it's an LA thing or but it's probably in Texas. They, they make a Corona Rita where they make a giant margarita and they turn a Corona upside down in it. A Corona beer? Yeah. Yes. Like they have a no, coronavirus. I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> is that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, that's different. I'll try that. Why would you do that? I'm on my beach. Why would you put a beer in a margarita? I don't know. Apparently well, let's do it and find out. No, but it's not even a good beer. Okay. Anyway. That's why we don't that's live gonna, in, uh, that's, that's in LA. Advice. I, I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to go do something fun after this show. What? So. Drinking the margarita with the, the margarita. corona? Because we've got no that, coronas no, in the house. I don't feel held back from that. So it has to be yeah. something that someone said, no, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to give that some thought. Thank you for that advice. Oh, my goodness. We Thank could you. Always go, <laughs> 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 Thank you guys for letting me come on and be a nerd for, you know, the time oh. that we had together. No, it no, it's really been fun. Good. It was really fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you show us any magic tricks, though? Did you have some ready? I don't. Uh, what do I have? I was, oh, you I did. Was, you showed Zach one. We had one with Zach, yeah. I don't think I we did, were recording uh, then. Here I ordered I ordered a like a to go order at Target because I wanted chocolate and I and I figured I'd go get a grocery order that'll justify the chocolate <laughs> and the one item they didn't have was the chocolate bar I wanted they substituted it for this <gasps> they did not yeah no good that's when I wish how I is Trident chewing gum a substitute for chocolate. <laughs> We almost missed it. We almost missed it. I like watch it. it on the replay. I like no, I it. saw it. Thankfully, I looked back. That was awesome. See, I thought he was being genuine. Then I thought this was like a genuine I moment that Taylor like, had been upset, left hanging, and I was there supporting him. Unlike earlier about the screaming emoji. I will say, if you're going to do that trick, though, you should do it with better chocolate. Better chocolate. You don't like Hershey's. Dairy milk. What's your favorite? Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Originally, where you're you both from the UK originally? 
So Cadbury's or yep. yeah, Cadbury's. There you go. That's the one. Dairy milk. So that was Mr. Taylor Hughes. Was fun guy. Yeah, I really liked him. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, generally, go spend the three ninety nine or six ninety nine, whatever it is, and go check out his um, his thing. Taylor Hughes Wonder. You'll find it on iTunes, you'll find it on Amazon, and obviously you can find him online. I'm going to link to his website and all that good stuff in the show notes. So check it out at MikeThacker.com or BeAmazingWithMike.com if you still don't know how to spell my last name, T-H-A-K-U-R. 40 episodes in, I'm thinking you probably do. We may not have listened to all 40 episodes. I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty blessed. We have some awesome people on the show. Yeah. You know, we're making some really, really, really cool friends. And it sounds like Taylor's going to be hitting Houston at some point in September. Because if you come into Texas, you can't not come to Houston, along with Mr. Bob Goff and, uh, and friends. So that should be neat as well. Yes, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get to see them at one of their things. Yeah. Maybe eat some Indian food. No, maybe about it. I'll find a way. So uh, what did you enjoy most, Miss Linda? about Mr. Taylor? Lots of things. I liked his approach to life. I liked how he answered the question about the people bring opposition to when his little dream of being a, a big dream of being a magician. And I liked how, how he said that his parents poured sparkle on the things that they wanted to do. So that's the kind of parent I want to be. Listen, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Until next time, let's go out there and be amazing. <laughs>